Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Good morning. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Davis is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Play down. Touchdown. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. <laughs> Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. September 26, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export Radio. And Scoot. You had a hot mic, buddy. Whoa. Which is exactly what the Rutherford and Trevor show did to start yesterday as well. Had a hot mic to get things started. During the break, you mean? Whenever, you know, after 7 o'clock. So, yes. Wouldn't be a hot mic when we're on the air, would it? No, we're, we're still figuring some things out. Just be patient with us. I told you guys, it's going to be trial and error today. But at least we're on air, right? Hey, we're on the air. We, we think we're on the air. We are definitely on the air. That's good. Let's make sure our mics are off when they're supposed to be off. Heard. Tenfold. Got it. It's a learning process for me as well. We Over just here. figured out the Wi-Fi. Yeah. We, is there a dump button, Scoot? Uh, we are unsure if that is working. You, you all can test it real quick if you want. No, no. I, I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, you, oh. Like, um, if, if, that I'll have to figure out. I, I haven't been informed of that yet. So. Hello, hello. Just, just uh, don't, don't cuss. I push the cough button and I can still hear myself. So yeah, I think I heard the cough that. button doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a cough button to figure out and the dump button. And then There's a button that says talk back. I feel, <laughs> feel like Scooch talks back too much. I'm not going to yeah. push that button. <laughs> and there's an on and an off button. But I don't think any of them work, like you said. They are cool buttons. They are, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, fancy. I wonder if we sound different. I mean, if we sound different in our ears, it smells different here. Listening to some of the shows yesterday at the new station, it sounded better. They sounded good. Uh, so I do think we sound probably a little bit more crisp. And I mean, we hated missing yesterday. We missed you all. This microphone looks like it was made in the 70s, which is good. There's no phlegm on my microphone. Oh, yeah. And the, There's no gross stuff. Was there uh, no fruit flies in the studio? Not yet. Uh, what about cats? No, I didn't see any cats coming in. Little Howard made it over. <sighs> Mike did use this microphone yesterday and could be, you know, yeah. hand, foot, mouth. So yeah. I need to get my feet away from this thing. <laughs> Unlike the other station where it was a very pro foot microphone. Uh, we're very happy to be here. And we're, it's, it really is like a taken aback sort of deal. The other station was home to us for a long time. We would make a lot of jokes about that station, but 
yeah, it, it did its job. It got us from A to B. Most of the time got us on air. Most of the time had us sounding pretty nice. But we're happy to be here. It's a closer commute for all of us, Scoots excluded. Sorry, Scoots. That's it's, okay. Again, things here are working. It feels like a real office when you walk in. There's a, rece- a receptionist desk, and it has candy and all other sorts of fun stuff. And we're excited that we were invited over. So happy to be here. Sorry that we missed yesterday. Would have been a big show Monday, so we got a lot to get to on today's so show. So even a bigger show Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Wow. But Make, I do at least want to take some time to just be grateful that we're at a new place. We'll miss the old station. Had a lot of character, for sure. A lot of character. Well, too much character, potentially. But this new place seems like it's going to be a nice home, Roush. And, uh, again, just grateful to be here. So excited to be back on radio. And we've got a lot to get to on today's show. Can Uh, can we say one additional perk to this new station? Yes. I've got one more thing to say. We're right next to a pulley. That's true. That's true. We might have Scoots have to go get donuts during the break. Yeah, Scoots, instead of the old bathroom break, you can take a little donut break. Scoots doesn't buy donuts, remember? That's true. Uh, (laughs) Maybe a new station, new Scoots. Yeah. Maybe I can turn a new leaf. I do want to thank Scoots for he this the producers really kind of had to carry the, the legwork here. It's oh easy, yeah, it's easy just, for Ross and I to yeah. show up and just talk on a microphone and then complain if it's not going the way that we want it. But Scoots and, and Trevor and and all the folks behind the scenes are the ones that really have made sure that we are going to be ready to rock and roll. We missed yesterday's show, but uh, we're we're back rolling today. And uh, so good job, Scoots. I, I know it's been kind of a somewhat hectic few days for you yeah it really has been I, I was so used to the other studio and I had gotten comfortable in there and the way we operate and the way we do things at the old studio so it's going to take a little bit of time to figure out the new setup and the new studio so be I will ask that the listeners be patient with us this week on the podcast we're we're figuring all that out the station records it itself so getting that file is going to be somewhat tricky the next couple of days so we'll we'll see about that hopefully I can expedite that process get the podcast up pretty quickly relatively quickly probably not as quickly as i used to do it but hopefully we'll be able to get the get it up in a timely manner to get you all your krc fix yeah we the podcast listeners they're they're gonna they're they're like we don't care if you move stations or don't move stations we just need our 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 podcast uh but scoots will get it for you we'll make it happen and scoots is in another room so this is the first time that we've been i mean i guess it's somewhat familiar with how often over the pandemic and over the birth of the babies that we would just do the show from home. But we can't see Scoots. We're in a totally separate room, no glass between the two of us. So it's just Roush and I in a relatively small room, probably just a slight bit smaller than the old studio, except, like, doesn't smell like a mechanic shop. Again, the lights work. But it's this. It's, a, it's an intimate radio studio, and it makes the audio sound better. There's a reason for all this, but Scoots, we don't. As far as I know, you could be you could be back at the old studios. We have no idea where you are. We briefly saw you this morning, but it was brief. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the of the concrete wall in between us. I guess if I need to communicate, I can like pound on the wall if I need to get your all's attention. But yeah, I, I miss seeing your faces for sure. See, just like that, I, I heard that enough. <laughs> <laughs> a big truck just pulled up. Out, so we have a window here? Yeah. Oh, we didn't window. have a window in the old studio? Well, we did, but it had a glass. No, window. no, not in the studio. That was in the oh, producer room. true, yeah. yeah. We were we were locked away. Scoots had a window. Do you have a window in your room now, Scoots? I, I do, yeah. And for what it's worth, the last, what, 
month and a half, or year and a half, two years at the Big X, we didn't have a window, even in my room. That's so, true. Yeah, having some light come in is going to be real nice. That's a good point. That's a good point. So we're getting used to it. We're getting our feet wet. We're loving what we're seeing. And we are excited. It's going to be the same locally owned, local programming on Big X Sports Radio, even at the new station. Um, I, I know Spears was able to get on air yesterday. Rutherford was able to get on air but today it should just be everybody's ready to rock and roll. As Scoot says, be a little patient with the podcast. We know that a good chunk of our listenership comes from podcasts, so we're going to do what we can. But just as Scoot said, be a little patient with us. Be nice to everybody. Uh, and I'm kind of just talking to myself, to, to Roush and Scoot, really. No, in all seriousness, there's going to be some learning curves with this stuff. But we're really, really happy to be here. And, Roush, I'm happy the Cats are 4-0, most importantly. Oh, yeah. Feels good to be 4-0. Feels good, baby. Uh, and it's going to be even better when they're 5-0 and 6-0 and 7-0. and 8 no, 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 Yeah. It's only you on better. the U.K. plus 4,000 to win the SEC championship prop? Oh, I'm not on it. Should get on it, though. Yeah, $500 gives you just shy of a cool 21,000. No. You could use that, I'm sure. could use the $500, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to give me $500? Is that what you said? No, no, no. And I would never bet $500 on such a far-fetched prop. Although, on that football conversation, I normally like to do what I consider to be a safe bet, and I'm using air quotes around that, on games that I don't really have a good feel for, but I just want to have a little fun money on it while I'm watching. So, had... A money line parlay with the Eagles and the Bengals. I thought both those teams were going to win, but I weren't. So I wasn't sure if plus? they plus one forty four. Okay. I wasn't sure if either team was going to cover their spread. I think the Bengals pushed, and the the, the Eagles obviously covered against uh, the Buccaneers. Correct. Some but of those, some of them line, Bengals like a five were, line yeah. five point spread down in Tampa. I was like, certainly Philly should win by more than that, but. Eh, you never know, Monday Night Football. I'll just do a safe bet. I'll take the money lines, get that up to plus 144, and it allowed me to have some fun money for, well, what I, I needed to win that, and I did. But I was like, all right, now, with the winnings of that bet, the theoretical winnings of that bet, I'm going to do some fun prop bets. So I think I did A.J. Brown scores a touchdown. Um, I think I had Philly's defense score a touchdown which I was hoping that maybe they'd pay that out on the safety, but it, it did specifically uh, say touchdown. touchdown yeah. So it wasn't just score. It was score a touchdown. And then in the Bengals-Rams game, I normally like to do early props for the late Monday night game because I don't know if I'm going to stay up for the end of it because I'm an old man. And so I did 2-2 Atwell, first touchdown scored in the game, plus, well, plus 1,200, plus 1,300, whatever it was. That was just cruel, plus 1,300. $25 bet would have paid three fifty. Oh, and it got called back. That was just cruel. Oh. That was cruel. First off, the unbelievable play from Tutu Atwell, former U of L Cardinal. Incredible speed. I would imagine he's got to be one of the quicker guys in the NFL. And when he turns it on, my goodness gracious, he is tough to catch. He goes. M- makes that incredible play. They rule it a touchdown, which in real time I couldn't believe that they ruled it a touchdown. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way it's a touchdown. Like he definitely was out of bounds. His leg was like flying in all willy-billy six yards out of bounds before he tried to bring it back in bounds. And I'm watching the replay, and I'm like, I still think he's out of bounds. But if they call that a touchdown, I don't know how you overturn that because you don't definitively see his foot touch the out of bounds. 
it's, I mean, it's as close as like an out of bounds as it gets. And again, I think if you had the perfect angles, my guess is by like an inch, he probably was out of bounds. But I don't think you could overturn it based on the camera angles that we saw. They do it anyways. I'm not shocked by it. But boom, $325 slips out of my hands. Then, neither team wants to score a touchdown. It was a weird Monday night football game. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, well, it was similar where the Eagles Bucks had mm-hmm. multiple opportunities to score because I had Jalen Hurts first touchdown. I wanted the the little the butt shove. He got one, but yeah, yeah. one until later. I, I wanted. I was I was hoping for first touchdown, and uh, it was fun. But I'm here's the thing, TJ. I went yesterday to cash some tickets from a couple of weeks ago over yep. not too far from here, Derby City Gaming. Oh, your first time to Derby City Gaming, right? Yeah, well, second. Okay. Um, but I'm just like. Yeah, I'm good on. I don't. I don't really want to have to do this whole thing in person. Oh yeah, I, I, like I, the, I got good news for you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna have a couple. I'm here. Like, I'll, I'll make a couple bets, but like, I'm not gonna think too much. Like, I, you know, it's gonna be a lot nicer when I can just get on my phone and I can really think about because the just money line and parlay and both of those favorites made sense mm-hmm. in my brain. Plus one and forty four for the Eagles to beat the Bucks and the Bengals to win at home, even with a bruised up Joe Burrow. I thought it was a smart bet, but I wanted one of my other ones, my props to hit. That's where the money was, yep, and especially yep. the two two outlaw one. That was my biggest prop bet. And then later on, Scoots they throw it to him in the back of the end zone. No touchdown has been scored. Here's another chance for TJ to win his bet. He just drops it. Mm. Yeah, last night for me, guys, was a classic alt line night. I was all over the Eagles, and maybe it was because I listened to the Rutherford show and Trevor was all confident. He predicted the Eagles to win 34-10, to 10, so I went up to 9.5 in that game. Wish I had gone up to 16.5, uh, but that ended up not hitting, so I'm glad I didn't go to 16.5. But, yeah, 9.5. I had him at 5.5, 6.5, and 9.5 last night, so I was a big Eagles guy. Scootsy. Well, you're going to understand, and, you know, he's right, so what, what more can you say? Trevor's always very confident about the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't Trev- think he's predicted a close game all season. Trevor was confident about his ATC's ACT score, for crying out loud. Sure. He's, he's confident about everything. That's but, yeah, he, it was just the conviction in his voice yesterday that made me a believer. He won you money? He did. Yep. Yeah. Nothing Nothing Thanks. wrong with that. Thanks, big guy. Scoots, how was your Monday? It was good. I uh, obviously got to sleep in a little bit. Then I had to go to work. Um Work wasn't bad. There was there was a lot of housekeepers there, a lot of help there. I didn't really have to do a whole lot. So I had a, I had a pretty good Monday. Then came home, watched the football games, and, and just relaxed. So I can't complain. You good. Won't, won't find me complaining about a Monday. Well, good. That's awesome. You deserved a light day at work. And, uh, well, good. Glad you're – yeah, Rash, what you – it's like, what would you do on your time on the outside? What would oh. you, you do not having to wake up at 6.15? <laughs> Although you probably still did. Oh, yeah, definitely still did. Instead, I just took the kids to school and went grocery shopping, and I was still almost late to the thing I had at 9.15. In fact, I was like a minute late. It was just as chaotic, maybe even more chaotic, where it's like, oh, well, okay, I guess get up and going to the radio show. That actually might be easier than doing all the getting everybody to everywhere where they needed to go. So That's funny. Uh, that's Mine was great. Like, I it, 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 I really wore the not having to go to work bright and early well. Like, you know, it was kind of like, I wonder what I'm going to – wonder how it's going to feel. First off, we weren't 100% sure we weren't going to be on radio till like, 6.20 or 6.30. Mm-hmm. So I wish I could have just had, like, a bona fide, let's just see how long I sleep. I don't suspect it would have been all that long. But after we realized we weren't going to be on air Monday and we were bummed about that, we I didn't go back to sleep, but I laid back down. 
and it was awesome. It was great. And then the baby woke up, and she came and just laid in bed. We watched Sesame Street. It was a it was a nice little it was a nice little Monday. The wife's also jury duty this week. I need to talk about that. Ooh. We need to talk about the Cats game against Vanderbilt. We need to preview UK versus Florida. We do have a different commercial break schedule at this new station, so the daily double breaks are gone. We need to go to one right now. I'll tell you a little bit more behind the scenes about how the new formats of the breaks are going to look like. Let's take our first one. Let's get into this new routine. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We're on the Big X. we got a lot to talk about when we return. It's the start of a song. I, so with the break setup we've got now, I forgot that I have to have six songs instead of four. <laughs> so I kind of had to play the beginning of one, and, yeah, it was not good. Bad, bad choice by me. Not, not off to a great start here at the new studio. Well, uh, it's fine. It's kind of like uh, dulcet tones to get your day started. You yeah, know? but that's not what, we, like that's not what doing, we want. We'd come back to be doing NPR. <laughs> Happy Tuesday morning. Meanwhile, in Louisville. Welcome back. Big X. Radio. Yeah, no, that's all right. That's okay. And Scooch was telling me during the break that the Daily Double may not be dev forever. Yeah, that's a, that's what Dave Dave Reichel sitting right beside me. He does a lot of the heavy lifting around here. He said he could he could get it back to that setup for us. Shout out to Dave Reichel. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that that that's always a good time. But you know, we we can make we can make do whatever is easiest for them. But uh, just want to give our listeners what. I think some of the listeners kind of prefer that long break, and I'm sure others would like something more regular. But whatever's easiest for them, we can make happen. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. If you didn't hear the beginning of the show, we had a a slight hot mic, but luckily no incidents. But more importantly, Roush wanted everybody to know that there is a Thornton's right by the Mm -hmm. new studio. It's a match made in heaven. And there's no better way to get your day started, Roush, than stopping at a Thornton's. It really is the best. Hot coffee, great food, great breakfast, whether you want just a donut, maybe a biscuit, maybe a burrito. They got it all at Thornton's. Stop by today, download the refreshing awards app before you go. I was just going through my email, I got a 15 cent off coupon because I've got the Thornton's app. So download it, stop by one of your neighborhood locations. I mean, there's one right next door, but there's mm-hmm. there's probably one right next door to you. If you're living in Louisville, it probably applies. Yeah. Like, hey, the one next door. There yeah. is one literally next door to us now, but I'm sure if you've been living in Louisville, southern Indiana, it's been accurate for you. And it's uh, it's awesome. Great breakfast sandwiches, 89-cents, 32-ounce sodas, and you can also text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You text it, we read it on air. We'll get to – it's going to be a little – different today because we're going to get to like text from friday from saturday in the game so it's going to seem a little bizarre but we'll be sure to to roll right through them we're going to talk about kentucky and vanderbilt our thoughts on that game now that it has been several days though we're probably going to focus a little bit more on uk's massive home game sec home opener against the florida gators People aren't thrilled about it being noon, although the coaching staff not too concerned about that, so we'll get to that here in a moment. 
Roush, the wife, is going to jury duty. She had her first day yesterday. I asked her, are you sure you're not on a TV show? Is, like, anything weird happened that mm-hmm. you, you know, that you think maybe just was a little too much potentially? She said no. Nobody went up there and screamed that they were a big racist or anything just to try to get out. Okay, that's good. But she did not get called back today. That's kind of cool. And also, she got done at, like, noon yesterday or maybe even, like, 11. Just basically, like, went in, gave her her, like, badge number, did the old rigmarole about, like, mm-hmm. this is what to expect. Secondly, you get twelve fifty a day, but parking costs seven dollars. Yeah, isn't that kind of bogus? I mean, it is, but that's what I expect. You want people to be excited about jury duty? Five hundred dollars every day. Come on in, you get to judge people. I mean, free free parking would be the one. Like, at least I'll just go down there and park across. Can you free. give people just twenty bucks a day? Like, here's a twenty. We know parking's going to eat into that, and lunch nowadays it's kind of cheap. It's hard to get a lunch under ten dollars. So, there you go. Regardless. She got off early, and she went back into work. Isn't that weird? Whoa. Yeah, she no. went into work? Yeah. She's Dude. like, well, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to. It's not a day off. Oh, it's my like, gosh. Oh. What are you? You and your wife were made for each other. Mr. Perfect Attendance and Miss Goes Back to Work. Perfect Attendance. I just I did what I did. I had to show up, go to work every day. I had to grind out, I had to grind out that same X education. Yep. Man. Which, by the way, what a bunch of losers. How embarrassing was that, by the way? Okay, well, let's take it easy. Yeah, they'd, that, beat, they'd beat the sales by 90 points. I know, but still. like you, That being said, the, I was shocked and disappointed. Yeah, was like that was – because you, you did the – basically, your, all of your formative years were spent watching St. X lose to Trinity. That's not true. We had, winning, we had a winning record when I was in high school against Trinity. Suck on that, buddy. You did? Yeah, but lost but, lost in the state championship to him every year in the tournament. Oh, oh well, but like overall though, right? Y'all still had a winning record against him. They, they. Or are you just talking about regular season? So the 2007 two, yeah, 2006. It was the class of 2007, but it was year 2006. That was the rain game. They called in the second quarter. Uh, I don't count that one. Okay. So that being said, we went three and zero in the regular season. We I didn't play football, but Saint X went three and zero in the regular season when I was in school, and then lost to Trinity three years in the playoffs, lost to Mayo, I think, one year in the playoffs. So three and three against Trinity. Okay, okay. They they win the regular season, and then they play in the playoffs, and sometimes St. X just beat the absolute snot out of them in the regular season. I think by junior year they won 48-10 to and then lost on a last-second touchdown in overtime. The – just, just having the threat of a running clock in a rivalry game, though. Not good. Not a good. Not run. good, especially when St. X was favorite. Oh, really yeah. weird six A year where everybody's beating everybody. St. X beats Mail. Mail beats Trinity. Trinity beats St. X. Douglas beats Trinity. Loses to Corbin. Um, it's, like it's it's playoffs it's, are going to be bonkers. It's been wacky, which I think is is actually a good thing, um, in general. Right? You, you want to have more parity in that division where for so long it was just Trinity beats everybody, male beats everybody else, and then, like, who's going to win, St. X or male? That was, that was kind of what it yep. was for a long time. So what it seemed like. I guess that they, there you go, spin zone, St. X giving parity to the state's largest high school football division. Boom. Even, even more concerning is that, like, you let a freshman Trinity quarterback do that to you? means he's going to be good at his job. Isn't that wild to think just like a freshman at 6A at one of the most prestigious, probably the most prestigious program in the state, a freshman? It, like he's still getting dropped off at school, getting picked up. 
it doesn't with quarterback position for me. It does. Like I, I actually would expect that more than anything because the quarterback, yeah. there's quarterback play in high school football is bad in the state of Kentucky. If you're coached well and you've done well at, because uh, he was on like the Chargers team that won the national championship, right? He's done all the sevens on seven stuff. You can be really good right away because it's it's a very. I get what you're saying, sport. like. When I was a freshman in high school, I didn't look different than when I was in eighth grade. And I didn't look that much different than I was in seventh grade. I didn't really, like, grow until mm-hmm. sophomore year. I think he doesn't have to necessarily worry about that, although he still does look like just a little baby Good. from the pictures that mm-hmm. I've seen. I guess you're right that, like, from a physical, you couldn't be a freshman with very few exceptions unless you're going to be, like, an NFL player. But you, could, you wouldn't be a freshman and be, like, a dominant defense. Tackle. Right, right, you right. You shouldn't be. Right. You wouldn't expect that. I mean, it has happened, obviously. Freaks are out there. But you're all right that, like, if you're going to probably not hit puberty yet, the quarterback pr- may be the position to be, or kicker. Exactly. Because there it's all about decision making and knowing how the offense works and all that sort of stuff. I wonder what like, his throws. life around Trinity's like as a freshman. The, we- the weirder yeah, part is just being a freshman on the football team because it is, I mean, I, yeah. you know, we. we Everybody shared. Well, I wouldn't like to say I had a freshman in a varsity locker room, and uh, being next to the seniors—that's eye-opening. So I can't imagine not only doing that, but then having to go in and command a huddle. But so good for that kid. It's impressive, and, and congrats to Trinity. It was an absolute beatdown. I was bummed out to, to see it, uh, but they, it was complete domination. So congrats to Trinity. Boo, boo. But that was on Friday. You have the Cats on Saturday. Roush, I was. I was kind of getting – I was at a buddy's house. He was getting married. We were watching the game, just kind of, you know, talking. Uh, I was shocked to see kind of – so, like, I wasn't on my phone a lot during the game is what I was trying to get out there. I was shocked to see the reaction from U.K. fans. <laughs> pretty pretty bummed for a blowout SEC win on the road. I, I, I guess the program's come a little bit. I had a very similar uh, ordeal, too, because I was at a wedding on Saturday, and it was afternoon, and – we're watching it, and basically once Kentucky went up 21 nothing, I was like, all right, I, I got to focus on what I got to do. Um, it's showtime. Kentucky's on a, you know, this is a win, easy win. So wedding happens. I'm just checking scores. Kentucky wins by 17. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Vandy scored. Got, oh, big surprise. Vandy scored late, almost got a backdoor cover. Whatever, you know, everything will be fine. Go to the after party and then, you know, run into a guy I know, UK fan, he's like, Man, what the hell are these cats doing? They got to get it together. And I was like, are you serious? End up go back and watching, uh, which, by the way, this wedding, most dramatic wedding I've ever been to in my life. Dramatic? Was, oh, yeah. There's drama? Was, so much. Oh, my it was, gosh. It was like one of those days where it's been two days later. I'm still processing it all. Pretty crazy. I, I only had one interesting story from the wedding I went to, and it wasn't really all that interesting. But I, I want to hear about the drama. Forget about well, the UK Vandy game. I mean, I put on a dress, and it was like the like it was just a footnote of the day. Because father of the bride had a medical emergency between ceremony and... Uh, Reception? Yeah. We're like having a cocktail hour, and they're calling an ambulance. And it's like, oh, God. But fortunately, everything ended up being fine. But there's like a point of time where you're like, Thank goodness. what the hell is going on here? Uh, and <laughs> the, the the funniest part of it all is they're like, well, you know, like we got to let her, you know, she, obviously her headspace, she's in a weird spot. A lot of emotions going from 
highest of highs, all this lovey-dovey, and then, like, yeah. oh, my God, what's wrong with Dad? They're doing compressions on him. Like, is everything all right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was it was, it was was a rough scene, tough scene. Uh, but he ends up being fine, and her brother calls me. He's like, hey, we're going to be back in five minutes. He, he went to the hospital, took him back. We were we like ate dinner, did the speeches and everything. And he's like, get the DJ to play Back in Black. Get the DJ to crank up the tunes. And I'm like, hey, Brad, group, get over here. And they're like, we got to take these pictures. We missed pictures. And I'm like, trust me, you want to be here. And all of a sudden, uh, I mean, it was like stone cold, the glass breaking. He walks out. He's still got the hospital shirt on. (laughs) What? Oh, man. It was was something else, man. It was really something else. I've never heard of anything like that. <laughs> Something else. There's uh, a funny TikTok, or it even could have been a Vine. It's been so long of, like, people on the dance floor at a wedding, and then just, like, they make a little room, and you don't know if, like, somebody's about to come out and, like, break dance. And, you know, when mm-hmm. there's, sometimes when there's a, a partying in mm-hmm. a dance floor, something crazy is about to happen. So I was just EMS bringing Grandma through on, like, a stretcher. And she, was, oh, she seemed like she was in good spirits, but it's a really funny video. They're like, Grandma left it all on the dance floor. But you actually had a real-life example of this. Yeah, like, this yeah, was not yeah. just a, was, uh, a video. This was real. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, – it was quite an experience, but, like, we still were able to have a good time and all that. And, like, he's doing fine. I guess uh, I didn't – so what does this have to do with you wearing a dress for a bit? Oh, that was a joke. We were just playing, playing a good joke, which we did get him. He was all nervous, like, all day and – you acted like you were the bride? Yeah, they did a first look, and he turned around and saw me in a, in a dress. But <laughs> if I'm wearing a dress, it's a good day. I would like it if you had turned around and then just be like, it, I knew that my wife wasn't six foot four. <laughs> and the lack of ears also gave it away. Uh, that is funny. Oh, yeah. Did you get, like, pictures of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I'll end up, I'll end up sharing. Well, you know, got to wait for the pros to share theirs. You know, they got the good stuff. Yeah. Don't want to don't want to share any unprofessional photogra- uh, photography of myself in a dress. Come on. But we have a friend who she hung around our group of college friends and her and I were never like friends but just by association being around each other. Know each other well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like we'd say we say hey to each other when we see out each other in public. And she's a huge cards fan. She was there with her husband who I've had never met besides just a couple times he'd kind of be around and we'd like be friendly with one another. But he is, he'll tweet me from time to time, like negative UK stuff or like, you know, yeah. bad opinion, stuff like that. I don't know if he's ever taken it too far or like made it personal or anything like that, but he's definitely not a fan of my Twitter based on a few interactions. But anyways, I'm like first people we almost see at the wedding, her and her husband and he served in the army, and he seems like a good guy. But I was like, "Hey, to her," because you're just you don't. It's either awkward silence or you acknowledge. I was like, "Hey, how are you? Good seeing you." And she was like, "Hey, you know, we just exchange pleasantries." And but like then there's that awkward silence, and he's there, I'm there, and I'm like, "Hey, I don't know if we've actually ever met. I'm TJ. I know you know you're not a huge fan of my Twitter account, um, but I hope you know it's all all in good fun." Uh, and he was like, oh, no, yeah, I'm just messing around and blah, blah, blah. And that was that. But about, like, an hour later, 30 minutes later, somebody comes up and they're like, you said that you said that to him? That, like, he, you know, he's not a fan of your – that was crazy. So, obviously, he was going around telling people that that's, like, 
Oh, yeah. I so see I what like, you're saying. I, so yeah. I was like, I thought he'd appreciate that, just like acknowledging, like, I see you on social media. I'm here in real life. Just know that, like, you know, it's just for fun. It's cool, yeah. But he, yeah. So, I guess, so he was I, not cool I, I about it. I guess he did not appreciate he it. He was no. not cool about it. I don't it. know. Wow. Maybe he was, or maybe he's just like, what a, what a goober thing to introduce to somebody. But Oh, but I would, I've done the same thing, It's kind though. of a weird spot where it's like, I know you, but I only know you because from you, you negative social me. media yeah. interactions. Like, do I just not say anything, or do I acknowledge that fact? And it's not a big deal to me. Like, right, you know, right, I, right. We, we've seen it all on social media. We've heard it all on social media. And, again, I don't think he's ever really crossed any lines. But that was the only story I had from the wedding. Otherwise, everything else was awesome. Uh, I didn't hear anything else about that. I certainly don't care if that seemed to bother him that I brought it up. I don't think it did, I don't think it did or it would. But that was the. Besides that, everything went smooth. It was a lot of fun. Pregnant wife wanted to get out there a little earlier than I would have liked, but yeah. well, she calls the shots. That's so true. That's no biggie true. there. We stayed late enough, had a blast, and uh, yeah, it was it was really really fun. Two good wedding nights for us. That's the, that's great. We probably won't have a ton more. The uh, the one wrinkle in the whole like dad has a medical emergency thing. I don't really get stressed out about a lot of things, but then all of a sudden. Uh, big jokey McJoke maker has to really bring the heat with the best man speech. So it's like, oh, so now it's your job to make everybody forget about, you know, the guy who just got rolled out of here in the ambulance. So don't, no pressure here, Roush. Don't mess it up. Apparently it went well enough, though, to where all of her friends, she's a little bit younger, she's in her 20s, they were like, oh, my gosh, what do you do for your job? That was so good. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I talk on the radio. And they're like, oh, so that's. Okay, I hear it now. I got I got that like a dozen times. I would have started my speech and been like, I told Mr. Father of the Bride I was going to kill it with this speech. I figured he'd hear it first. You think that would have played well? Grammy might have, Grandma might have killed over too. Oh, there goes Grandma. Oh, man. How many more can we get in this speech? <laughs> it's, it's like one of those murder mystery movies where they're all just like, Oh, we got another one, Dad. Kill, uh, killing a good speech is a, a special feeling. Um, I hope to experience it someday. But it sounds <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you nailed it. Scoots, have you ever given a speech? Uh, yeah, all kinds of them. Not, um, I mean, I've been like PA at a wedding, not PA, MC at a, at weddings. You, before. You, you didn't you do a wedding? Yeah, I've done four of them. Yeah, four. Wow. Did yep. you say there are good ships and wood ships and ships that sail the sea, but the best ships are friendships, and that may and may they always be? I erred on the side of caution and decided to not use the word ship. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't trust myself in that situation. So. I think that's what actually the one time I accidentally cussed on radio, I think, was a, a that word accidentally <laughs> coming out instead of another word. So probably a good call uh, on, your, on your part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you did not go to a wedding this weekend, though, right? No, you all have been to more weddings in the last two years than I've been to in my entire life. So, yeah, I've no. got a few more, a few more this year, and then I'm done. Unbelievable. Yeah, one, I got one. But I'm, I'm not in. I'm not in any of them. I wasn't in this one this past Saturday. But uh, you know, going to a wedding when you're not in it, just kind of like a weekend plan. Yeah. When you're in it, it's like a. It's a whole day. It's like a week. Yeah, it's a yeah. whole weekend. Maybe like the whole, yeah, yeah. We, well, we had Duke. Duke did great, but, man. He looked very cute. Friday night, it was, we needed that practice. We he that. looked like a. Yeah, they uh, had a good time. He was a little flower boy, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Or ring bear. I'm just cute. Ring bear. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, the cats. Uh, yeah, so going, getting back to the game. Do we need to get back to the game or do we need to get to a break? We 
need to get to a break. Good yeah. point. Still new, 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 new schedule. Getting used to it. Sorry about that. Let's head to it right now. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We're going to talk about the Cats and Commodores when we roll oh, okay. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio in the new studio in Louisville, Kentucky. Tuesday morning, we appreciate you listening, texting into the Thornton's text line, and you will appreciate some Taco Tuesdays from Salsaritas. They have the best tacos, quesadillas, burritos, wildly addictive chips, hot spicy salsa. I was out there Friday for the John Spears show. Uh, It's just a fun setup out there. Uh, I wish... Sometimes that we are in the afternoons, Roush, so we could have some live shows from Salsaritas. Although, so good. Scoots, Spears was just stuffing his face the entire time. He forgot to do radio. Yeah, no kidding. That's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't, I don't really blame him. I was out there stuffing my face, too. Said hey to them. Got to see the boss man, Dugan. Got to see some fine folks at Salsaritas. And you can head to one of their two locations, have a similar experience, although you may not run into John Spears out there. Although you may. I can't guarantee it one way or another. He could just be out there by happenstance. That guy loves, loves, loves Salsaritas, and for good reason. Middletown, it has a drive through out there on Shelbyville Road, and then the one in St. Matthews on Hubbard's. does not have a drive through but very fast, quick, friendly staff. And you can order online on the Salsaritas app, have it waiting for you in store, save time, save money. I think they even offer some delivery options, but catering as well on the app. You can definitely do delivery on the catering from the app all at the touch of your fingertips that's what salsarita does they want to make it easy for you so you can just enjoy their delicious food carefree salsaritas check them out today yeah so i was happy with uk's win over vanderbilt yeah i'm really pleased with the defensive play and i know the maxwell hairston pick sixes will steal the spotlight but hell even if he didn't make those plays his emergence Andrew Phillips' emergence is, I think, the as much as folks might want to linger on the the bad things, TJ, the development of the secondary. I mean, we thought we were. I mean, the cornerbacks were the biggest question mark going into the season, right? That and offensive tackle. Those two question marks have been pretty good. Um, interior offensive line not so great. Safeties eh, yeah, up and down, but the cornerbacks. It gives me a lot of confidence going into SEC play. Um, Will Shepard got targeted 10 times, only caught two passes. He's one of the best receivers they'll face all year. Yep. Like, they got some dogs out there, and I did not I did not see that coming. Harrison right now second on the team in tackles. I want to say he's got like six or seven PBUs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he, he's he's playing out of his mind right now, and that that's what they needed. That's what they needed, and he's, he's delivering so far. Yeah, it definitely wasn't like a perfect 60-minute performance from Kentucky, but – if we're being super nitpicky about a win that 17-point win really should have been 24, um, could have been could have been more, I, I don't necessarily know what we're doing. Devin Leary wasn't perfect. I don't really care about his first interception rush. It was an arm punt. Yeah. I don't think he needed to do that in that spot because I think it was first or second down, and you were driving the ball like you were having a good series. So it still wasn't a great play, but it did pin Vandy back deep. Did UK end up getting one of the pick sixes off that series? 
I believe so. I think they maybe yeah, did. But was an, um, like, I, I don't love the decision there, but I also don't, you know, you need to be aggressive. Maybe double coverage isn't isn't the time to do it when you're actually moving the ball well. Yeah. But I didn't have an issue with that one. It was the pick six right afterwards. But yeah. also, um, that that's a play that I think most people think where he was told, just throw it deep to Barry on this play. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter I, what, and I, I think in double and one-on-one coverage, I will never at any really point of any game have an issue with that uh, because it's a little bit on Barry on Brown if it gets picked off. And double coverage, one guy can kind of handle the receiver, and the other one can just play fair catch with a with a arm punt like that. So not great, but also I don't think it's the end of the world. Uh, I love seeing Shane Key get back into the action, get that touchdown. There's still some drops with the receivers, but. I was happy to see Dane and Barion kind of seem like they're snapping back into the to the rhythm of the offense. That's good. And then it was more of the same from the rushing attack, which it's it's different for Kentucky fans, and I think it's been tough for some UK fans to process where and I do think it's the scheme stuff and Roush, you've explained it before. But it was just used to like with Chris Rodriguez and Benny Snell, you're not getting tackled for loss. You're getting like three or four yards. It's just can you get a 12 yarder? Can you get a 16 yarder? Um, with UK, this running game is going to get tackled for loss, and it's going to get zero yards on some runs. That would be almost unheard of back in the old days. But in setting those up, Roush, you're also going to get a 38 yard Ray Davis run, or maybe a 36 yard Jatan McLean touchdown run. You're going to get bigger plays, but you're also going to get some negative plays, and you're also going to get stuck up at the line of scrimmage. We just, as a fan base, will need to be a little bit more patient with the running game because it's not going to be efficiency and production every handoff, but you're going to kind of bait in a few plays for the big one. So it's a little different scenario for Kentucky fans, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think the rushing game is going to be fine. I think it is fine. I wish maybe there were some bigger holes from the offensive line. I think you're going to go against some defensive fronts here over the next few games that are going to be really, really difficult. But I think this team's ready to compete against a top 25 team. I think they're ready to bring in Florida. I think they can beat Florida. And they took they went 4-0, Roush, in the games that they needed to go 4-0 in. Every single person that predicted a U.K. schedule had them winning their first four games. Yep. Now the season starts. Now you get an eight-game season, and there ain't an easy one left. So – Eight games, not an easy one left. All ranked. Yeah, uh, I mean, what, like five out of the next six, I think, are ranked? Mississippi State being the only one currently not ranked. That's a road game. But let's see what they're made of. I think they're ready. I know some people are a little skeptical. They wish they would have seen more. I just, besides perfection, I'm not really sure what you were expecting. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there are, I think really just one of the bigger problems that this team has is just their inability to make timely mistakes. Like when they make mistakes, it feels like it comes in bunches where you open the third quarter, you have back-to-back drops that would have gotten first downs, get the ball back, next possession, Leary just drops a snap, and then Eli Cox steps on him. That that wasn't, that wasn't that we've had a lot of snap talk last Last week. That was not on the center. No, he, he just dropped the it. ball. And then the next one, Eli steps back or something, and he steps on Leary. So you basically just had two blown possessions back-to-back. And that's the kind of stuff where you're like, guys, you can, you can do this every once in a while, but, like, 
eating two possessions to start a third quarter, like they need to be a little bit more precious than that. Um, but yeah, all in all, like I'm not, I I do think that the good is getting better, um, and I think the mistakes are fewer and further in between. Um, love to see Dane Key get a swagger back. Uh, Loved him tapping that guy on the helmet. That was so great. That's like, I mean, I can't even. Can you think of a better UK touchdown celebration? Mm, I always liked when Mike Hartline fell and just started kicking and doing that weird thing. Yeah. That wasn't his touchdown, but it was his throw. That was fun. I can't, I can't even. Vinny Snell's falling to his knees was good. That made for a good that cinematic was, moment. That, that was a very good cinematic moment. Oh, Benny staring at the sky cam. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was good. But this is a, up there with all-time great celebrations. Oh, yeah. Oh, juice, drinking the juice. Mm. That was good. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. No, I like this. This should be like in hype videos. The Danky has had a bit of a rough go at it. I think maybe it's been a little blown out of proportion. Like the dude had a couple drops against no-name opponents. He's our, He's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, wasn't perfect on Saturday, but I like seeing him get that touchdown. He's going to be a big part of this offense, and you know what? Celebrate. Supposedly that dude was talking trash all game. Let him know he got scored on. Don't have an issue with it. Um, if it's like a close game and that penalty really hurts you on the kickoff or something, then maybe you need to be smarter. But the game was a, I mean, the game was never in the, doubt. Those penalties are really bad when you're celebrating on the way to the end zone. Like if you do the Deion Sanders like high step, if you celebrate before you scored. Then the penalty wipes away the score. That's the only bad celebration. All the rest of them, they're good, they're great. You don't need to be a stick in the mud. Um, Kentucky had a double-digit lead after not even quite seven minutes of gameplay, and it never got within single digits again. Are we really all going to get super triggered by this? Yeah. Are we going to get worked up? I like that UK football has taken steps forward to allow us to have these conversations, but... UK, it took UK less than seven minutes to get a double-digit lead. They never were within single digits. It never was. It it was never a one-possession game. I wish that the final three minutes of the first half were a little different. It was just kind of UK, I think, just kind of lapsed a little bit, and you gave up ten points just like that in three minutes. That was bad. Um, I agree with you about the start in the third quarter from an offensive standpoint. But, folks, we're being super nitpicky. We really are. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, no daily double here. So if you're gonna if you're expecting us to be out for about eight minutes or so, you're gonna miss a little bit of the show. We're going to take our end of hour one break. It's gonna be a shorter one. We'll come back hour number two. We'll talk more cats bandy. Turn our attention to Florida. Mark Stoops was hilarious yesterday. And we'll get to the Thornton's text line and hear what you all have to say. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. This is a Tuesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call from the new Big X Studios. P.J. Walker, Nick Roll Crouch, and Justin Taylor. Cow. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. 
Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. including the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scoots, one hour done at the new studio. Uh, do you feel lonely? Um, Not necessarily because I've got Dave here with me. He's running in and out making sure I'm all good. Shout out to I, Dave. I, I'm feeling weirdly confident. It's, it's not as complicated Uh-oh. as I was expecting, and I, I think I told you all last night that I'm, I'm fairly confident that by the beginning of next week we'll be an, a well-oiled machine running as close to normal as possible, and so today, this, this first day has given me a nice boost of confidence. Good. I'm happy yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Do you like me? I mean, I know that you're, again, you got Dave. Shout out to Dave. Uh, are you, like, do you? Are you going to like being in a room by yourself with Alice? I think it's a little weird. I can't see you. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I will like it. I mean, it is it is what it is at this point, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd rather see your all's shining faces and make fun of your all's no hair and all that. Okay. But there right. we are. Can't see you. So. But I guess maybe when the YouTube cameras get there, you'll be able to see us. Well, and that's the thing I'm being told. Is don't hold your breath on it is also what I was told. But the plan is to put monitors up in this room and that room so we can at least see each other through the monitors. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where how that goes. But you said don't hold – you're also told not to hold your Also told on. don't hold I your I like the yeah. expectations being uh, set at an appropriate level. <laughs> not too high of a bar, not too low of a bar, just a, a maybe. A maybe there. Uh, maybe going to be a pretty drunk crowd on Saturday, Roush. Yeah. But it's a noon game. Well, but Stoops, he has confidence that people in Kentucky can wake up and pound some beers. I know this take is as annoying as, like, the people whining about the noon game. I'm whining about the people whining. Like, get over it, Cole. UK football's played a noon game. It's Florida coming to town. Mm -hmm. The weather's going to be perfect. It's not going to be like a 98-degree day where you're going to be hot and miserable. It's going to be a nice, a little bit warmer Fall Saturday, and you got a ranked team coming to Kroger Field, and the Caps are undefeated. What are we doing? Yeah, I think a lot of people would have rather to be a night game, but there's no reason this atmosphere shouldn't be just as good. Yeah. I mean, that Ole Miss atmosphere that was at 11 a.m. local kickoff time last year, that was pretty charged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was awesome. I I expect the same thing from Kentucky fans. This is probably just some early week kind of still curmudgeon but once game time gets here, I'm confident the Big Blue Nation will rally. We'll get rowdy. Uh, something that we need to remind everybody, the nooner doesn't just mean like, oh, we got to get up and get early and get going. Like, no, no, like you actually, like logistically, you need to arrive early. Uh, the first noon game of the year, there was a lot of people that weren't in their 
butts weren't in seats when the game started. So, And I, I would chalk a little bit of that up to, like, the staff. They were having a big issue with the mobile tickets. Yeah. But, but as Roush was saying, there's no guarantee that's not going to be an issue. I think the sun was, like, hitting some of their monitors, and they were having, like, a tough time seeing their screens. Again, you got you, you got people that have never used this technology before. You've got – and they're the ones that are having to, like, be the gatekeepers for the entire stadium. I, I think Roush is right, though, to allow yourself plenty of time on Saturday – get into the stadium a little bit early. Now that you can buy alcohol in there, you don't need to wait till the last mm-hmm. minute at your tailgate to try to get in as much as you possibly can. Uh, but, no, the Roush is right. It's a, it's an early morning just from, like, get to where you need to be. Get yeah. to your seats a little bit early. The game's going to be starting at noon on the dot, and you're right to bring up Ball State had a few issues at the beginning of the game there. So well, Arrive early. Uh, I did love all of Stoops's. Excuse me. Yeah, you clear that throat. Yeah, I, I loved all of Stoops's uh, beer and bourbon talk to. You know. I was listening live on the press conference yesterday. I didn't get to hear the coaches show, but uh, it was like, any concerns about the noon start? Indeed, I, he dropped that line. I didn't think that he had that written down. It was so perfect. Well, like he was like waiting for it. And normally Stoops, when he has his sort of prepared jokes, he'll like start cracking up in the middle of them. <laughs> he delivered that well. And then on the coaches show, he started doing the thing where he's like, well, I need to clarify what I said earlier. I'm like, Stoops, oh, come on. Bernard's gotten to him. Yeah. Here we go. He's like, you want to drink bourbon? You can drink bourbon, too. I'm all for that. And I, I think later on somebody asked what Stoops' drink of choice was, and he was like, I don't do seltzer. And I can just imagine 1981, Iowa City, and he's just making fun of all the nerds drinking Zima. Like, he would have shoved Lachlan McLean so hard. Into a locker, it wouldn't have. I, I don't mean, think Lachlan was a big drinker in college. Well, no, he drinks Zima. Remember, just like today he does, or in college. Well, I think that was his like introduction. Got you. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, uh, but ever since then, seltzers, any of that? Nope, he's out. Beer and bourbon. That's it. Yeah, he says that uh, people of Kentucky not going to have any issues having some some adult beverages before noon, and he is uh, he's right about that. I'm right about that. Part of the the reason why I got brought up, though, Mark's story wrote about it and mentioned it. I uh, I forgot how many times Florida committed false start penalties in that game. Eight procedural, illegal procedure penalties, including a third and one that turned into third and 11 because Kentucky fans were so rowdy. Yeah, that uh, I had briefly forgotten about that. Of course, Mark's story would bring it up. He's so smart, so good at his job. Yeah, that was that. Now that I'm thinking back to it, that was uh, that was hilarious. Reminded me of watching Green Bay's Mickey Mouse offensive line on Sunday, which was just getting a penalty left, right, left, right. So many stupid penalties. Except they were at home, and part of the reason they were having so many penalties, Roush, is because like three starters are missing. But yeah, um, Florida got some news on their injuries. One good news, one not so good news. Well, they're getting an offensive tackle back, a starter who's suspended for fighting. Joe Milton, uh, but their center, their center's had an ankle injury, and he's only played one game this year. So that's that's pretty shaky. Yeah. Um, I think no update there, but the guy who tried to fight the Florida guy will be back. He will be back. Is he going to um, be trying to fight everybody? Probably. Uh, Stoops did have an optimistic update. Like, he, he did the thing in his press conference where he didn't say anything. And then on the call and show, he said that Horsey is getting better. Don't know if he's going to be ready to play this week or not, but he wants to be out there with his team way, especially being from Florida and being a senior. Believe me, he wants to be out there, and we'll, we'll see where he is. 
So it sounds like Horsey's going to push to play. I'm pretty confident Caddis is going to be back. And uh, we got confirmation that the long snapper did suffer a season-ending injury. Uh, that's just such a tough uh, – that's that's life being too tough on somebody. Your time know. to shine, TJ. Your time to shine. Well, I was just – first off, I never said I would be perfect at long snapper. Yeah. I do think that I could, with training, be fine at it. But I there, that extra, what, like six yards? Yeah, that's a little tougher. The two hands. Yeah. The yeah. two hands adds, adds a tough. But, you know, Scoots, I like the way you think. If Mark Snoops wants to bring me in, I'll be happy to, to give him my all. Sounds like a great movie, like one we'd watch in the 90s. Well, we, so all, know, you all, know, we all know you wouldn't be able to block, so that's probably not going to happen. What's the, what's the guy's Snapper of the season. Does that hurt? Ronald Gaines. Ronald Gaines. I always want to call him Riley Gaines. And again, mm. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, you go down a whole different <laughs> conversation when you do the Riley versus Ronald. Uh, Ronald Gaines, yeah. I, I hate that for him. That stinks. But imagine him, you know, just like, I, I don't know if he's on crutches and a cast and a like an aluminum monster sort of situation, like D from Always Sunny. I don't know what his setup is, but it'd be kind of cool to be like, yeah, I'm a football player and I'm hurt. Just don't ask any questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and he's a big dude. He's like 6'5", 240. He, he, I saw yeah. that he was 6'5". I was like, that is pretty huge. Uh, yeah, just don't ask any questions. Football players get hurt. It's a violent sport, Roush. People have sympathy for injured football players. Just don't ask for the position. This is uh... – Kentucky had this happen when you were still covering the Cats, right? Kelly Mason? Yeah. Uh, he got hurt in the game. Stoops said this was like pre-practice. Yeah, they said this was non-contact. non-contact just yeah. like that, I couldn't – when he said it, I was like, that is just such terrible luck. Yeah. Like, that's horrible luck. And he's a senior, right? Yeah, uh, a grad transfer. So, I mean, I, I would think if he wants to, he could get another year. Um, you think he'd want to? Yeah. I mean, you just don't know. Um, you think the people at Temple are like – Yeah, uh, a real bummer. The people who also thought that this was like, oh, no, this is going to be a catastrophe, like just didn't know that there was a different long snapper in on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll be all right. Walker well, people, people were having a huge freak out. Oh, no, this is going to be a disaster. It's like, dude, yeah, Walker Himmelbach was doing this Saturday. That, that being said, fun. like, you know, let's make sure he's good. If there's a messed up snap, this is going to get talked about. People are going to be bringing yeah, up yeah. Ronald Riley Gaines left and right. Yep. Wondering maybe a woman should be snapping. What is mm-hmm. what is what? better question? Text on into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. In all seriousness, Ronald, hope for a speedy recovery. That is just horrible, horrible luck for it to be a long snapper and a non contact injury to be out for the season. So uh, that that does stink. Rash, let me ask you a little piece of trivia. Scoots, you can participate as well. Sweet. All right, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven SEC games this week. How many more? How many SEC games have a more expensive get-in ticket than Florida at Kentucky at the Krogue on Saturday? I'll name the games for you. Mm, yeah, please. Texas A&M at Arkansas, little SEC West showdown. Georgia at Auburn, that's a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. What the oldest in the South? Yep. Missouri versus Vanderbilt. That's at First Bank Stadium in Nashville. That's going to be rocking. Empty seat there. LSU at Ole Miss. Is that, that's a big one. That's a CBS game. South Carolina at Tennessee. And Alabama at Mississippi State. The Bulldogs looking to avoid going 0-3 that, that in the Bama. South. 
Eastern Mississippi Conference. State scored like three touchdowns in that series. Or no, they haven't scored a touchdown in that series in like five years. Maybe that means they're due. Alabama, 14.5-point favorite, by the way. How many of those places do you think have more expensive tickets than Kroger Field? I'm going to go with five. Wow. Okay, five. I mean, it's a great SEC Saturday slate. They're like really the, uh, All these games I would enjoy watching except for Missouri and Vanderbilt. Although, weirdly enough in that one, like does Vanderbilt – Missouri's ranked, Roush. They're undefeated. They're ranked. They beat Kansas State. Uh, I, I, maybe I'm – I think Vandy plays them a little close. Van, Missouri's a 14-point favorite. I'd be almost tempted to take the Commodores. That, that's the only game that I think will cost less than Kentucky. Gotcha. Okay, good guess. Roush, do you think there's any other ones? Or all of them? Or any of them? Yeah, I, I've seen this. I think there's only like two. It's Trivia Tuesday. That are... Georgia-Auburn's more expensive. LSU at Ole Miss is more expensive. Surprisingly, Delta. South Carolina at Tennessee. I don't blame them, though. Uh, they, I, 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 don't, I don't believe that. That's listed as the most expensive ticket. But Kentucky, more expensive ticket than Texas A&M, Arkansas. There's a revenge factor with Tennessee. So and maybe, maybe that's why it's so expensive. But Neon Stadium holds 700,000 people. So right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's uh, so I don't really. But it's a great it. SEC slate, and for two straight Saturdays, Roush UK is going to be on ESPN. Oh, the old Espen um, got a Saturday night in Athens, seven o'clock game. Uh, also, U of L got the seven thirty ABC game. So uh, first time both teams have ever been four and zero play each other besides that first game. <laughs> that's probably, that's a big reason why. But uh, yeah, first time both teams have been four and zero. Loved the take like. Jack Plummer raising the expectations for quarterback play is like, no, dude. No. As soon as he does that, just prepare for Charlie Brown. To Jack Plummer, nice stat-boosting game, though. Oh, great stat-boosting game. You take out that game, and he just hands it. That's what I mean. Like, you can't – don't let one game conflate, like, what mm-hmm. he is as a quarterback. Um, but this should be a, a interesting game this weekend because they're, it's, an, it's a true road game for them. I thought NC State was going to be a lot better going into this year. Robert and I, Brendan Armstrong, like they've won, but they haven't been like I, they might only be like one and three ATS. Like they haven't really been putting up a bunch of points, performing well. So uh, it should be a good game, good test for them for uh, Notre Dame. Which that game was chaos on Saturday oh, that night. Was so much fun to watch the IU Akron game. So much fun to watch getting back from the wedding and like flipping on the finale, like the final few minutes of the college football Saturday slate. A real treat. Real I saw treat. something where the ratings for that game were higher than all of the NBA finals. It was like the same as the NBA finals. So I wouldn't doubt that. Second most watched game uh, only behind Florida State Notre Dame 1993. Second most watched in NBC history for college football. Pretty crazy. So, cool. Yeah. They, that game went to Banana Land. Uh, um, one other college football cleanup thing. The, I, I don't understand, like, the Oregon put out there, like, Kentucky would have the journey, but they have, like, those cinematic recaps. And of all of the talking and stuff with the Oregon-Colorado thing, Oregon, Dan Lanning was, like, trying to be, like, we're the, we're the team that's not trying to get the clicks. And all they've done is try to get clicks since then. Like, it's, it's very much like, they don't play real football. We're the real football guys. And then Dan Lanning does a speech where he brings a camera crew into his locker room saying, they're out here to get clicks. 
while he brings the camera crew in here to get clicks. And then they release this recap video where they show all the Colorado trash talk. Like, Colorado's the first team to ever go to an away team stadium and do the trash talk. The college football Twitter last night was just like, oh, man, they got him so bad. I'm like, no, dude. Like, I, I think it's more of an indictment in Oregon. Like, you all are – I don't want to say they crossed the line here, but that was – like, yeah, college football players talk trash before games. <gasps> but could you say that college football coaches talk trash after games? Like, oh, shocked, right? Well, none, the, none of this is new. What Laning's thing was doing a pregame speech and then having the cameras cut. Like he did, he did. He was very purposeful of that. I, I get you it. Know? I get it. I I think I had I had this sentiment, but old Justin Rowland, I think, really summed it up really well. That like this is already getting out of control, and like we're not going to judge Colorado on what they do on the field anymore. Like we're we're probably we're pretty much done with that. Oh, now yeah, it's just going to be a reaction to. They're getting too much. Like, why are we talking about Colorado? Let's move on to another team. Um, people are only wanting them to do bad because they hate Dion. It's not going to, like, now everything's not going to be with what's going on. It's in their first the take machine. It, it is. Yeah. Now it's just going to be they're they're getting hate because Dion. They're getting too much love because of Dion. Now it, it's already moved past that, unfortunately. And the Oregon example from this past weekend was perfect for that. It almost maybe would have been better for all parties involved if Colorado State just holds on and beats them because that takes a little bit of the shine off of them. You don't have the handshake moment. Well, you still have a handshake moment, but not the not the the circus that it was. But, yeah, we're past – in Colorado, they're going to probably be a pretty mediocre to average team. Yeah, they'll be 6-6-7-5. Yeah, in that ballpark. And for a first-year head coach that totally reflipped the roster, not terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing to be – there's nothing to hang your head on about that. They're not a top 25 team in the country, in my opinion. They're not a playoff contender, or they're not a contender to win their conference. But that's okay. That's not saying that Dion can't coach. He's the first year there. You need time for these sort of things. But for at least the remainder of this season, Justin Rowland summed it up perfectly. Uh, we'll be stuck in a petty personality feud, and we'll always be looking for excuses why the results were the results which I think he had Keyshawn Johnson go on first take saying opposing coaches helped Oregon scout Colorado. Yeah, he's an idiot. That's why he got fired by ESPN twice because he's, he's an idiot. But, like, even if that were true, which I can't imagine a scenario where they don't need They don't need help they scouting Colorado. Six. Yeah, they like, didn't need it. Yeah, that's why I just all of this, I'm like, come on. Yeah, Oregon. I mean, partially why I'm over it, um, and I don't think we're going to probably spend a great deal of time moving forward, but they're going to stay in the news and – they're going to be more in the news for what people are saying and doing than what they do on the field. Yeah. And I think that's kind of silly. It is. But you know what, Oregon? You did get the click, so good we job. Need, we need to go to a break. We'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call from Roll. the new Big Exports Radio Studios. We'll be back after this. Hi. Who are you? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm a mog. Half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X.
I'm the number one guy. Like, but you lost, and he had two touchdowns against you. And he went to a better spot. Yeah. So I didn't really get it, but they... They went back and forth. Got a little personal. Ray said, you, you weren't relevant until I left, which that was, that was really that's cool. That's tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's tough. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Another texture says, Leary's going to throw more interceptions this season than he threw in all his years at NC State combined. Probably. I don't care. Um, also, like, just win. Just being win. in a spread, I mean, there wasn't an air raid, but, like, a lot different, a lot easier to complete passes there. Yeah, I, again, I, I don't just win. He's I also going to be playing much better defenses, too. I think he's playing solid 
football right now. I think he can take it up a level. Yep. I think there's reason to be slightly concerned Wasn't about him, from him. him going and playing these tougher defenses, as Roush is alluding to. But what we'll you know? Let's let's look. Let's have him look horrible against a good defense before we start panicking. He hasn't looked horrible. We gave up 28 to a crappy Vanderbilt team, and our offense looked largely abysmal. Eight wins is the ceiling for this team. Yeah, I just couldn't believe I mean, like these sort of takes. I mean, imagining giving it like being like they they let him score 28 points. They were up 21 nothing. I think the defense was. They had eight straight three and outs. The defense forced eight three, straight three and outs. Uh, five, five of six. Five, five of first six. six were three and outs. Um, yeah, I mean, Kentucky's, Kentucky's twos were in the game for. Also, who really even cares if you let up 28 when you scored 45, you know? Yeah. Good grief. And the defense scored two defensive touchdowns, too. So, like, defense was fine. It was a blowout game. Never within single digits after the first seven minutes of the game. I, I love that we've taken this step as U.K. football fans, but it, we don't need to take the, the, the total leap to rationality just yet. This offense in Vandy's running back is cheap. That's That was his nickname. Uh, I, when they said that on the broadcast, I thought of Plumley, bro. His nickname was Cheeks. Or yeah, something? like his name. He he had like a long name, but his uh, they uh, called him like Cheek Smith or something. Man, AJ Swan is horrible. He was terrible. He throws some. Oof. That first pick. What were you thinking? Like I could have taken that one to the house. I don't need everybody freaking out. Maybe I couldn't. Okay, but like that was just asking for. And that's where the UK defense kind of preys. Are are they number like three in takeovers in the country? Uh, I can look it up. I saw where they're third on yards per play in the SEC, which is pretty good. I asked if we were going to see Ken Seals. He had a much better game statistically than AJ Swan. Many people forget that. People do forget that. Uh, of course, this is all in garbage time, though. Um, Kentucky is ranked in total turnovers. Turn no, they're top twenty-five, but um, twenty-one. Pretty good. Yep, they've got eight, the most in the country. Liberty has 12. Liberty. Another texter says, Harrison and Phillips are dogs. And then they followed up later and said, double dog. Double dog. Uh, I agree. If you didn't hear what Ralph said in hour number one, go back and listen to the podcast. Hopefully it's going to be made available today. But the the development of the secondary, it really does just kind of like put a nice bow or a nice cherry on top of this defense, right? We knew this defense was going to be good. We knew it was going to be in the conversation for one of Stoops' best. Has it lived up to that after four games? I don't see any reason why it hasn't. Um, that that being said, we know the competition, so it doesn't really matter what your takes are in the first four games. We're going to learn a lot more in the final eight. But if the secondary is the level it's been in this first four games, which hopefully it is, but again, we also need to see them against better competition. But Roush is right to praise Vandy's wide receivers. Uh, Shepard's going to be an NFL receiver. Um, it's been awesome. Like, if this secondary is the real deal, like it's shown, this is Mark Stoops' best defense, and what will that mean for the season going forward has to mean good things. Very much looking forward to seeing how they play against a, a run-heavy team in Florida. Yeah, that hurts really me a little it. bit, mm-hmm. but just get in front. Make Florida be behind the chains. That doesn't mean literally like second and 12 or second and 13. But get them second and eight. Force Graham Mertz to beat you on third down. Get third and six. Don't get. Don't let it be second and two or second and three. Remember when we were complaining about the defense on third down? We were like, oh, my gosh, we can't get off the field. What is going on? And uh, at one point, Vandy was like one of nine, I think, on third down. 
and they finished the game um, like six or seventeen. They had like a couple long drives there at the end, but it, they've gotten their stuff together. They've done well. Yeah, they're they're getting a lot better. Let's take our last break. Again, I don't know if this is going to be our normal break schedule or not. We're in a new studio. We're all learning as we go, and we're having a lot of fun on your Tuesday morning. This is Big Exports Radio's Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call. in Canada. Did you hear about that? No, I did hear the um, the Irish rugby crowd that was singing Zombie, Zombie. No, that was I didn't, pretty cool. I didn't, well, that was just like they were just singing that? It was after a win, like the whole crowd was singing it together. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I've always been a big fan of like getting 60,000 people to sing together. Uh, it'd be nice. It wasn't 60,000 people, but like the Canada House of Congress or representatives or something, you know, like their equivalent of the Senate chamber or something like that. Uh, Ukraine's going around asking for more money, and they had some Ukrainian 96-year-old World War II veteran, and they, like, honored him and gave him a standing ovation. Turns out he fought for the SS. Even, well, Trudeau, even Trudeau came out and was like, yeah, this we, we apologize. This was not something we should do. But would it, wait, wait. Fought for, like, the Germans? Yeah, fall for the oh, Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. SS is like a or, oh, gotcha. He 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 was a Nazi. <laughs> How did they get that mixed up? I don't know. Also, why did he think that he was gonna get honored for his service? Because he's just like a I don't a know. I, I don't know. I, I think people do forget about like the complicated history of Ukraine and especially oh, World War it's, II. Oh, yeah, it, uh, apparently yeah. Canada forgot about it or didn't do bother to do the research. Yeah, you had everybody in Canada just saying like that was a goof. There's no like well, there's no there's no pointing politics here, like this was bad. You know what was good though? Scoots back Canada. Uh-huh. Is he back? Uh, maybe. I was yeah. going to ask you all about that. I, I was actually all over Steelers on Sunday night. So, yeah, I was happy to see that game go that way. I, I still don't think the offense looked all that great, though, Roush. It had a couple of drives, though. Yeah. Now, then, like, it's one, of, it's one of those things where it would be like, ooh, offense, fun, yes. And then just like Matt Cannon is like, oh, no, we got to be more conservative. By the way, Roush, I don't know if I ever filled you in, but if you're going to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan – You've got to learn to really appreciate the defense because that's that's the kind of Steelers fan I am and everybody I know is that, like, the defense has always been more exciting than the offense for Pittsburgh. I, mean, so, I know this, but, like, it's, it's – The uh, offense kind of is what it is, but you got to really appreciate the defense. And if you can get a touchdown a game from the defense, oh, it's scary. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it feels like I'm cheering for Iowa football. So, like, it's a, I'm, a, I'm in a weird spot. I just want Matt Canada to be just somewhat confident. We're getting there. First game of Kenny Pickett's career with multiple touchdown passes. Wow, what a nice win for the for the Steelers. Scoots, how'd you do in your in your betting? Your your, scoot, your scooters 
the spears. Uh, uh, I have not added them up yet. I have the paper in my car, so I'm I'm gonna grab that when we're done, and I'll add them up. I have no idea. I don't feel like I did very well. We've got an unsponsored picks of the week segment update on Friday, Scoots, that I'm not so sure you're gonna care for. I got one point. Uh, did you know maybe somebody in the room next to you maybe went three and zero? I'm assuming that be you. Well, I don't what, have no spoilers. What's, what's <laughs> tough for me too is I was three and zero if I had the hook or not. So when we did my other gambling show, it was three and a half. Here it was three. Ooh. So the lock is a push, and you don't. We we don't give points for pushes. Not a loss. Even though you get uh, not a loss. You did get my money back though. Not a loss on your record though. So you'll feel good about that. You had a great week. You didn't lose. Yeah. You didn't have a loss. I didn't have a loss. Did anybody over in the other room have a loss? Wow, I think I had two of them, if you I'm sure, not mistaken. You sure did. Colorado did not cover on Thursday no, for you. Not even close. Neither did Oklahoma State. That game should have covered. I was I was keeping a close eye on that one. It just kind of got out of hand from Oklahoma State. All right, we'll give you one point because they should have covered. Okay, sweet. Um, Love it. Uh, text uh, on the Thornton sex logo. I was going to say, uh, if you're, you're complaining about noon kicks. Michael uh, Casagrande, who's a uh, hilltopper, covers Alabama for Al.com. He went back to the last 11 years and tabulated all of the noon kickoffs for every SEC team. Can you guess who has the most noon kickoffs over the last 11 years, TJ? Mm, great question. Bandy. Indiana. What? SEC. SEC. Oh, cool. Missed that point. Vandy is tied with Kentucky at 34, and they are fifth. Okay, noon kickoffs. Uh, Auburn. The Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, have more early kickoffs. The two-time defending national champions have 39 early kicks in the last 11 years, so you can do the math. That's almost four a year. Uh, LSU has the fewest. They've only got one per year with 11. So, yeah, it's not happening maybe as often as you think, but uh, pretty much everybody has 20-plus except for Alabama and LSU. So should we complain and whine about that? I don't really think so. I think it means that everybody's about average. All except for two teams. Well, and they've both been pretty good. And LSU, I don't know how LSU has finagled around that, though, where they're just like, I, I guess because Death Valley is so electric at night that TV people are like, eh, even if it's a lesser game, we want to see this place at night. I, I, underst- I understand that. I don't really care. Noon games don't bother me. But I do wonder if that's just like LSU nudging the SEC offices being like, you know, some schools care about this, that, or the other. We really don't want noon games. Well, like, we get it if we can't help it, but we really, really don't want noon games. That's what they do for Kentucky fans in October. That, those are always night games in October. If it's a home game in October, I – That's a good point. I don't know like, – I'm not going to do the homework that he did, but I would be hard pre- – I, I can't remember covering a game in October on the beat at home that was not a night kickoff. No way – this one, the way that the calendar is this year, Keeneland's not in session for the Florida game. So ESPN's like, oh, we'll, we'll just take that noon slot. Keeneland ever open in September like the last weekend? I didn't think so. Well, this is in September, so it wouldn't be open. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. That's a fun stat. Of good for the person that charted that. A texter says, our offensive line is struggling with Vandy. The season's not going to be a good one. Oh, good grief. How many times did uh... – I think we got hit one sack twice, maybe. Yeah, one of them was the interception. Got hit as he threw. But um, yeah, aside from that, it's 
yes, the offensive line wasn't great, but also, like, the running game. If it's not, They're not going to be parting the Red Sea, and he's going to be running north-south. It's it's more of a lateral running game, so it's it's going to look different. You're going to have a couple no games, it's a boomer, tackle for loss. Boomer bust, yeah. And then you're going to get Ray Davis just finding a little seam, and then he's going to break one for 16 or Tom McClain's going to go for 36 yards. How awesome was that counter, too? I mean, that was perfectly blocked. So my, my my prop bets on Saturday, Ray Davis over one-and-a-half touchdowns. Boom. See, and I went with the yards instead of the touchdown. Dane Key touchdown. over half a touchdown. Barry and Brown couldn't get in the end zone. Otherwise, it would have been a clean sweep for that. But when McLean scored that touchdown, my friends made fun of me because I was like, oh, he vultured that touchdown from Ray Davis. And they were like, it was a 36-yard run. He didn't vulture the <laughs> And I was like, yeah, well, he should have been tackled with the one or two, and then it would have been Ray Davis' turn. But, no, they were right. Uh-huh. I was wrong, but it was funny. A texture says, I swear Dane Key with a stupid flag for taunting. Loved it. Loved it, loved it. Yeah, I mean, just don't do it at, like, in an important spot. But that was not an important spot. Nope. It was fun. Hopefully it helps his confidence. I think Stoops said he's apologized to the opposing player and the team after the game. What are the chances he actually apologized to the opposing player? Zero? Yeah. Maybe just like, good game. You know, I was just messing with you. Like, you know. Yeah. He was a said, freshman, too. They were picking on that kid. Oh, they really yeah, were. Yeah. Uh, it was fun to see. Two drop passes, the next possession, a pick in our territory. Talk about playing with your food. This game should have been a two-touchdown buffer of the whole game sloppy. I mean, I mean it was. It was, the best. It was a two-possession pos- two buffer. I think they got it to 11 was the closest they got. Yeah. But <laughs> that being said, I do agree with you. Kentucky did play with its food a little bit. Oh, no, they did. But, like, uh, who who amongst us? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yes, because that's what teams do versus Vanderbilt. They play with their food. LOL, and the next possession is a fumbled snap. Leary trips by Cox, incomplete pass. This is unacceptable. I hope everything mellowed out for you, buddy. Offensive line sucks. Better o- the next text, better O-line play. Receivers catch balls and make plays. We can win 10 games. Most likely this is an 8-4 season. Love our defense, and I keep loving what I see from Wade on defense. Just seems like every week he makes a big play and he catches Wade, the Wade played real well. Go Cats. I uh, agree with you about the defense, and maybe we will. Maybe And, and you know, Kentucky goes 8-4, not a terrible season. Maybe we would want more, but not a terrible season. No. So it's not a step backwards by any stretch of the imagination. I don't want eight and four. I want better than eight and four. Um, but I agree with you. I think you know if the offensive line was like a 2018 offensive line, this team could could make the college football playoff. I'm not afraid to say it. What's going to be funny is they're going to be nine and three again. They can yeah, nine and three again. I'm fine with that. With yeah. this schedule, be great with it. Yeah, uh, but the SEC. I don't want to get Mississippi State earlier. See, Will Rogers had like a thousand yards passing against South Carolina. No, but I saw South Carolina covered, so that's all I care about. Oh, so you're saying they're going back to like the yeah, old. Yeah. They're like the, the App State guy. These App State play callers, man. They realize, oh, maybe we let Will Rogers throw the ball a lot. They were also down for most of the game. It they is. Had to, it, I mean, it was kind of a wild thing to be like, I get it. We don't want to do the air raid like this, but you need to maybe do a transition. Yeah, like, I mean, it's we're going to not throw it, it as much, but we still have Will Rogers, who is just a, like a air raid dream. Same thing Cohen did, where he was like, we're going to run outside zone, and then he saw Chris Rodriguez run the inside zone. He said, we're going to run inside zone. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like we can. Yeah, yeah. got to kind of form around your personnel. Why was the halftime break so long? It's a good question. I was wondering that myself. Fast forward. What is this? Cats versus Scott Satterfield? Suck it, TJ. And it was about Trinity's domination over St. X over the past week. So, they did. You just sometimes got to take your medicine. Any, we'll see you in the playoff. Any concerns about Florida's dink and dunk style? I know it's not the same, but Mississippi State has had a lot of success against us doing that. Per luck at Florida struggles to finish drives. 
hold them below 20, and we should win the game. I think it's going to be, like, I, I don't even know what the under is in the Florida 45. game. 45. I like the under. Yep. Um, I think Kentucky's going to struggle to score against Florida. I think Florida's going to struggle to score against Kentucky. I'm not so worried about the dink and dunk. I think UK is going to be ready for that. I do worry a little bit about stopping the run. I just think that they may fall forward for four yards. But defensive line, come up big. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Kentucky's defense hasn't struggled with Mississippi State's offense as much as, I mean, I, I think the three three five they've had as big of problems with as anything. Um, so the dink and dunk style, am I that worried? No. Uh, to your to your point about the over the under, TJ, I, I only worry about playing the under because of the chance of a defensive touchdown or like special teams or something. And I, I this think game if, has some if, weird stuff. If with, there's a you know. t- if there's a defensive touchdown or special teams touchdown, I'd take that team's chances of winning up to like seventy or eighty yeah. percent. Like that's probably how this game ends one way or another. Is that a defense or maybe not ends necessarily, but when we look back and say, well, that was the game winner. When that pick six, it was over after that. That punt return, it was over that after that. That kick, Kevin Wallace returned 60 yards exactly. for a touchdown. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. Jordan Wright pick six at Kedron Smith. You know, yeah. Kentucky's been good about doing that as of late. Um, that Florida hasn't asked Graham Mercer to do a lot. It's the time where you got to make him, make him do something. John here. Good morning, everyone. Wow, glorious morning. Jesus you. has brought us, my friends. I'm glad you're back. Tell me, when you all go on vacation or cannot do the show, how much does that bother you? And do you ever see yourselves getting out of radio, TV, broadcasting for good before retirement age? We'll got to go catch you later. Loaded question, John, for us not having a ton of time. That being said, thank you for listening. We are happy to be back. It does not bother me when I'm on vacation not working. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's times I, I, I really enjoy radio. I don't, but I won't, you know, if I don't do it forever, I won't be heartbroken. Um there are some weird times on like vacations or when I'm off where it's like you gotta take I wanna, yeah I want to talk about yeah. this but no yeah I'm with Roush most of the time we're getting away from work we're happy to be back though we are happy to be back we need to head out we've got new breaks and stuff like that so it's uh, it's a learning process for all of us shout out to Scoots for getting us on yeah, today we did great we're Come proud on. of them uh, thanks again for having us here this is Kentucky Roll Call oh, Big X Sports Radio Justin Kalen Nick Roush I'm T J Walker we'll see you on Wednesday.